It's time for the Crendle Mania podcast with Mike, Spencer, and Ace. What's going on, Crendle Maniacs? It's your boy Mike here with fellow brethren and insiders. To my left, metaphorically speaking, is Ace. <laughs> What's up? What's going on? I'm drinking a beer. And Spencer. Uh, yeah, hey, what's up? I'm uh, not drinking a beer. <gasps> I, uh, I'm also not consuming a beer at the moment, but uh, instead a cool glass of water. Always nice. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're here for another uh, episode of the Crundle Mania podcast. I think this is episode 13. Maybe I'm wrong. Probably wrong. Mm, you're right. Oh, man. Interesting. That's a miracle. Usually that mm-hmm. doesn't happen. Proud. Proud of myself, not going to lie. But uh, yeah, it was a good show tonight on both sides of the coin, NXT and AEW. Um, I don't know, I, I always tend to lean a little bit towards AEW bias, you know, in terms of my bias, but NXT is a hot show. We'll start off with AEW, though. Uh, before we get into it... into it. Yeah, we got some housekeeping. Yeah, Ace, uh, get, get us started with the housekeeping. Uh, first things first, uh, the first note I have, Spencer, how's it coming with that TNA Reverse Battle Royal watch-along? Any progress on that? Why would you still expect progress at this point? I told you last time. No. I believe there's no progress on it? No progress. Where am I supposed to find it? doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist anywhere online. You can't find it anywhere online. If a Crundle Maniac could send us it, that'd be great. What? I don't be able to even. <laughs> I think it's online, like on TNA, on that Impact like live thing, but I don't know. None Give of us, us your login gone. for one hour. We won't take your credit card, we swear. I'll probably do <laughs> it. Don't actually you. do that. I can do it for you, Spencer. I'll just get a, an account and then give you my login, and you can watch it on there because that's all, it'll be on there. It has every single episode and pay-per-view of Impact and TNA ever. Right, oh well, then fair. that would be fun for you. I could see you also enjoying that, Mike. You wouldn't like 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 you wouldn't go back and watch some Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle classics. No, I wouldn't because we're in the middle of a pandemic and I'm trying to save money where possible. So I will not. Oh, I meant it. like if you had impact. Oh, yeah, but if you yeah. have it, if you if you said you were going to do it, no, I'm for I'm Spencer. Gonna get, I'm getting the 30 day free trial, and then I'm going to just back yeah. After so I was saying month. you'll probably watch some of the stuff. Um, on the 30-day trial? I mean, maybe. Maybe. There's some stuff. Like, you wouldn't want to go watch Kurt Angle's best matches? Yeah. I probably would. Probably would. I can't lie. Kurt Angle's a fun wrestler to watch. So, yeah. Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, watch the broken stuff. Yeah, that was good, too. I I like vintage TNA and NWA TNA from back in the days. You know, my favorite version of it of all time. So, I'd probably watch a lot um, more matches. If people don't know the show schedule right now, we changed it. We scrapped the daily news um, just because it was just not enough news. And it was, sometimes we were doing it. It felt ridiculous. I mean, um, the reason is because nobody was listening to it. It's not that there's not enough news. It's just it's like, true. Like the podcast itself gets like 60 plus listens, but the news would be like five. So we're like, all right, you don't want the news. So we're not going to do it. Uh, and that may, that's even better, though, because then we can better focus on this podcast with the uh, Crundaholics out there. And um, we're, we're doing it like this now. Um, on Monday, we record an episode, and it's about Raw and SmackDown. And then Wednesday nights, we record AEW and NXT. 
And then if there is a pay-per-view on the Sunday, we'll do an episode following SmackDown and make our predictions, which is probably what we're going to do this week after SmackDown because of Money in the Bank. Yes, that would be logical. And it will happen. Correct. Let's do it. Spencer, uh, any thoughts? You've been quiet for a while. No, you guys just been going. It's fine. We're good. We're good. All right. Uh, we can break down AEW then if you'd like. Or does Spencer want to change it up and start with NXT? What do you guys want to do? Let's start with NXT this week. Mm. Well, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, someone clearly just did a fresh crun hit right out of the oh, oh, That was definitely... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the spot. Uh, crun means weed. <laughs> yep. That's what it means. This uh, episode is called Spencer Takes a Bong Rip. I don't think you need to mute your thing, because I'm not hearing any background noise or any echoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think you needed to point that out, but all right. Oh, you can hear the clicky button. <laughs> okay. My bad. So, I'm crying. So yeah, man, it's crunk. Dude, we're still we're not even like in the podcast. Like this is nothing. We're getting all the kinks out of the way now. Maybe we should have done it before the show, but who cares? <laughs> I don't. I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't care either. Uh, anyway, Spencer, you ready to break down that NXT? Yeah, for sure. I can do that. Um, got the uh, breakdown of it right here in front of me. Um. Sounded like a pretty uh, stacked show tonight, actually. Um, I'm definitely going to have to watch the highlights of this again um, uh, later tonight. And but. if people are upset about us saying highlights, I don't think a lot of people understand. In Canada, we don't get a live feed of NXT. Yeah, we, I, have no, I, I have to find it online somewhere. That's the only it's way to watch so it. It's so annoying, man. <sighs> yeah. So It is really frustrating to have the two best shows. Like, I mean, NXT is... The best show WWE is producing, so it sucks to have that rival. It's really annoying. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So yeah. So uh, again, apologies for not always being able to catch NXT, but like it's always we still have our insider sources about it, though. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, Anyway, so the first match on the card tonight was Johnny Gargano versus Dominic Dijakovic, uh, Cesaro two, as he's known. Um. This was set up last week when uh, good old Cesaro 2 got mad at uh, Johnny Gargano for running his mouth. Um, so this match was fairly back and forth. Uh, Candice LeRae makes her way halfway through the match and delivers distractions and um, and gets gets involved and she tries and she distracts the ref to try to let Johnny un- get the the ring the ring turnbuckle uh, exposed and sm- and get him off it and eventually he does. Uh, the ref caught him once, but didn't catch him the second time. Gets it off. Uh, Gargano then hits a slingshot DDT, which is apparently his new finisher called One Final Beat, um, which I like just about as much as his wife's new finisher, and I don't even remember what it's called. Something Pixie something, maybe. I don't even know. Poison Pixie? No, I don't even know. Uh, anyway, long story short, Johnny Gargano wins this match uh, via pinfall, because he got a beat down off the uh, exposed exposed turnbuckle. Uh, anyway, next up was uh, a short segment uh, of, of uh, Imperium crashing uh, Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher's wonderful segment um, and getting a uh, trying to get a tag uh, title match. 
Um, they don't like uh, Riddle and his allies because because uh, to them the mat is sacred or whatever. So they're clearly upset about nothing. Um, after that, it's a Akira Tozawa versus Gentleman Jack Gallagher match. Uh, this is for the interim cruiserweight title tournament. Um, and uh, this one's pretty short. Uh, Kira Tozawa pretty much dominates this one. Um, and uh, he wins with a, a Santon off the top. So Kira Tozawa currently is 2-0 in this tournament, and Jack Gallagher is 0-2. So apparently the ultimate squash machine on Raw is a cruiserweight contender because he's the front runner for this, ma- this, uh, this current title. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop hitting mute. You can hear that button every time we unmute it. <laughs> hey. This is also the new podcast title. It's going to be Insiders Can't Stay Mute No More. <laughs> <laughs> Write that one down. I'm going to tweet that one out, actually. You tweet that out. That's all on you. Uh, yeah. What were you going to say about this, uh, Mike? Yeah, I support you in that mention about <laughs> how Akira Tzau is jobbing on Raw. And then he's a front runner in the Cruiserweight Championship, the interim title tournament. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, there needs to be storyline continuity going on here. It's why I said it on the last pod. I'll say it again. I think they should have this tournament on Raw because they're already struggling to get segments going there that are unique and that further things towards a pay-per-view or just entertaining to watch in general. So, yeah, I mean, I don't get it. And I, I, I'd like to think that, like, there would be a little bit of like of an understanding of the company in that regard, but who knows? I feel like Triple H tries to keep that thing as separate as possible from from Vince as far away as possible. So I would hope so, at least. Um. Anyway, so uh, Akira Tozawa's next opponent is uh, El Hijo del Fantasma, and he vows. Oh, yeah. So I don't know because uh, Fantasma's one and one in this tournament, as far as I know. So who knows what's going to happen there? But uh, that's next week. I f- uh, it's whenever. Who knows? Um, I'll, I'll plug that guy every single time, Elio Del Fantasma, just because he has such a cool suicide dive. Anyway, check it out no, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so our, our next match, we get short segments here and there of uh, Iro Shirai and Charlotte Flair getting ready for their match, but it's just them kind of stretching and whatnot. Uh, but we have Zia Lee and uh, Chelsea Green up next. Uh, Robert mm-hmm. introduces uh, Chelsea Green, um, and she makes sure the camera gets all her, her angles. Um, and this is a pretty quick match for uh, Chelsea Green. I guess uh, Aaliyah comes in and get and gets uh, gets a distraction for on on Zia Lee to help uh, set up a Chelsea Green to hit the I'm prettier, which is a wonderful name for a uh, a finisher. Um, and is that anyway, the I'm prettier? Yeah, it's the oh, yeah, that's good. I think I knew that. I don't. I did know that. I don't know why I said that. Well, because of the Quran. There you go. <laughs> uh, that was Christian's move. Future Hall of Famer, some might say. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> yes, they would. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Chelsea Green's the winner. Uh, Stone helps Aaliyah up after the match. I don't know. Maybe there's a new Robert Stone brand hero or. Not hero. Um, person? Girl? I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Client. That's the word. Ah, that bong rip I did before this really hits now. Uh, Velveteen Dream cuts a little promo saying his time is here. 
Um, this uh, it's no longer a dream. Um, it's over. And uh, anyway, so we next up have Carrion Cross, um, who apparently has a pretty epic entrance. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm excited to see this. Um, they look dope, man. I kept thinking, I was like, this is a guy. Like this guy is cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. He's got star written all over him and on the main roster. Like he's not going to be long in NXT. He'll be on the main roster really soon. Very cool. Uh, yeah, because Scarlett Bordeaux, I believe it's is it his real wife or is it just his like part? I don't know. I don't know the much. Partners. About- yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Whatever. Um, Scarlett Bordeaux's lip syncing the theme, and he's all excited and and. Uh, um, Karrion Cross basically is he's fighting against Leon Ruff, who Leon Ruff jobbed last week on NXT and probably on Monday Night Raw too, or or, or was he the one that fought Sheamus? Who knows? Uh, he's jobby. Um, but anyway, he was fed to Karrion Cross tonight, uh, like two straight suplexes, and then in a cro- it gets locked into a cross jacket, which is a finisher um, for a tap out. So. Uh, and Cross makes sure that uh, Scarlet Bordeaux raises the hand in victory. So they have a good exit as well. Um, Dope. Yeah, yeah this dude is badass, man. He's, he's, I'm surprised it took it this long for WWE to sign him. Like yep. when, he was in, when he was in Impact, I mean, the reason he left is because he didn't like his, he didn't feel like they were pushing him to the point he wanted to be pushed, like to the level he felt he deserved to be at. So. I mean, I guess this will be evidence to see like what he could do if given more creative freedom. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm I'm down to see it because um, it sounds great. I haven't actually seen anything. I couldn't even I couldn't pick this guy out of a line if you told me he was in it. Um, but uh, I'm excited to go learn about him now. Um, anyway, so next up we have the Eero Shirai Charlotte Flair match. They do a bit um, a, a short bit though. Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher get some mic time. Um, saying what they did last week is unforgivable, and they, they uh, uh, and if they want a title shot for that, uh, Riddle's up. If Stallion Timothy is up, and Thatcher says, "You knock him out. You knock him out. I'll tap him out." Something. So, so it looks like they're gonna be defending their tag titles uh, very soon against Imperium. Um, I still hope Riddle and, and uh, Thatcher retain because it would it would suck to see them lose without Pete Dunn there. You know what I mean? That's that's my thought on that match quickly right now. I think the Broserweights are going to be a trio team like the New Day for a bit. I'd be okay with that. Thatcher seems pretty cool. Yeah, he fits with the group. I mean, they're all... But, I mean, Spencer, he looks like Sami Zayn. You hate Sami Zayn. Yeah, because Sami Zayn is a dick. I mean, Timothy (laughs) Timothy Thatcher would do nothing on the main roster. Like, he's a guy that... Probably should stick in NXT as like a champ or Gargano guy that's like there as like a face of the brand type thing because Vince wouldn't want any part of this guy. You're, he does look just like Cesaro and like mm-hmm. Sammy. It's like mm-hmm. he would, he would, his style wouldn't work because he has a catch wrestling style. It works with this group, like strong style catch wrestling, but it wouldn't work. Oh, but Matt Riddle and Pete Dune could go right to the main roster and be over as F. Yeah, I mean, uh, Matt Riddle's kind of comedy and humor is the type of thing that would get over anywhere. Yeah, no doubt. It's just, oh it's just a question God. of like... And how good... Ring so and dude, I went back and watched the Newly Bros segment last week. It was so funny, dude. It's I pretty just, funny. Dude. I just find Byron Riddle- Saxton was great. <laughs> he, he, he loved that role. He, he really went for it. Man. You could tell he enjoyed doing that one because he, he just nailed loved that. 
I didn't, yeah, never complimented Byron Saxon before in my life, but he nailed it. That's the type of shit that Byron Saxon is there for. Like, he's not going to be the guy on commentary or like the interview that's like got all the knowledge or is going to give you a lot. He reminds of me of the coach, buddy. He's the coach it, 2.0. Yeah. He's just there to like for the comedy bits. It's fine. He does it well. Like, he's funny to watch. I, I don't, don't like Corey Graves, though, at all. Can't stand him on commentary. I think all right. We're going to stop this yeah. conversation at this <laughs> point right here. Go oh, on. yeah, we're crying. Sorry, continue. We're way <laughs> off topic. Because uh, <laughs> we're talking about just a, there was just a short segment before Eero Shirai and Charlotte Flair. Just yeah, we went from Matt. Okay, just continue on. Let's just move. Moving straight into it. So this gets a lot of time. Um, Eero Shirai and uh, Charlotte Flair. Um, they noise in the background. Uh, that was me. I accidentally grabbed a Pepsi. Oh, <laughs> okay. Sorry. What, um, anyway, so there's there's back and forth uh, and whatnot. Um, uh, Charlotte goes up for a moonsault. Uh, Shirai evades, um, goes for some kit like her uh, tiger faint kick, I believe it's called. Um, goes for that. Uh, moon, and Iro Shazai goes for a moonsault, but uh, Charlotte gets the knees up. Um, going for a power bomb. And. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Eero uh, counters it. Um, Charlotte goes face fir- first into a turnbuckle, uh, rolls out of it, and then Charlotte grabs a kendo stick, uses it. She gets disqualified. Eero Shavai technically gets the win, but uh, Flair retains the title. Um, so good way to make Eero Shavai look still strong while keeping Charlotte Flair champion um, and not having a major title change. Uh, but she, the big news comes after the match when uh, she keeps the uh, Charlotte Flair keeps assaulting uh, Eero Shirai and uh, Rhea Ripley comes out and chases the champ off. Um, but uh, Eero Shirai uh, gets mad at, is mad at uh, Rhea for interfering, basically. But uh, Rhea is not interested in Eero Shirai at all. She's interested in Charlotte. Um, so. Uh, Anyway, after the break, they come back and, and they have a quick interview with Ripley um, saying she uh, she may have lost at Mania, but it was only one night and her time's going to come. Um, and uh, Io Shirai tries to step in and they have to be separated by multiple officials because Io Shirai's mad. Anyway, moving along, uh, we have another cruiserweight tournament uh, match this time. Jake Atlas versus Kushida. Um, another very short match. Uh, this just ends with Kushida um, getting a uh, getting a big dive off the ring and hits us. Yeah, so let me just, ask you something. Yeah, what's what's uh, Does Kushida have a lazy eye? No idea. I've never really paid much attention to that, honestly. Okay. Well, if he does, okay, he does. But if he doesn't, why did they tweet that photo that makes him look like he does? And if he does. Why did they tweet that photo? It looked like they were making fun of him, man. That was weird. I think you're overthinking it. You're probably right. Probably. Uh, I made no notice to that, but who knows? Yeah, I did. I was like, they don't. There, I was like, they they don't like Kushida. And I like Kushida. I like his how he had the watch on his wrist tape. <laughs> yeah, he's the time splitter. Yeah, man, he's dope. Wild. Um. Anyway, he's two and zero. Oh. And Jake Atlas is one and one. So, uh, yeah, Kushida doing pretty well in this uh, Cruiserweight Championship uh, tournament. I'd be happy if he won. 
Hey, he might. He's two and zero. I think uh, Tazawa's two and zero as well. Um, yeah, he's two and zero. So uh, yeah, he's got the same chance as him right now. They said, "Oh man, a, uh, front runner." Sorry, I just saw the photo. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Mm-hmm. It's not oh. good, man. Well, whatever. I mean, it looks like okay. it looks like they were trying to bury him. I was like, "That's," I was like, "That's my guy." Don't you do that to him. I think you're thinking it, overthinking it, but I, I did. But anyway, continue. It is very like you could have picked a better photo. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Because like, if he does have a lazy eye, I'm sure he doesn't appreciate that. Like, I don't know. And if he does, then fine. If he can own it, that's good, buddy. Then I fucking more power to you. All right. Yep. Cool. Anyway, we're gonna step on through to uh, Finn Balor having steps to apparently a podium. Um, like I said, I haven't seen this, but uh, he he basically steps up and starts saying uh, he used to think the biggest snakes in the place were in the office, uh, but uh, apparently some snakes attacked him. So he said, uh, um, "Wrestling rule number one: attack the guy, get the big push." So he wants to fight someone. He's mad, um, and he's like saying, "Whoever's uh, whoever attacked him, they're what they're they're expecting. It'll be a push." That they're gonna get, and he says it won't be a push; it'll be a squash. So I don't know if he knows who's attacked him. This is kind of a nonsensical sounding promo, um, meh to Finn Balor right now. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, who do you guys think they're talking about here? I have no idea. Um, Shane Thorne. Uh, Shane Thorne. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> because why not, buddy? That's oh it. my! At this point, why not? Why not, indeed? It's either him or Christian. <laughs> Get the hell out of here with your Christians! Oh. I, it's not me, man. That's baked guy thinks. I don't know who he is, but Get out of here too. Jesus. my favorite listener so far it was a lot Get of close seconds. Get them both. All right. Um... Anyway, so next up we have a match uh, in the category of the Y match. Uh, Cameron Grimes versus Denzel Dejournet. Um <laughs> Can, I, can I comment on this quickly? Yeah, sure. You can. To- <laughs> so this comes back to the comment we had earlier in the show about um, cruiserweights losing on main roster this stage Ned guy has been used as a jobber like enhancement talent <laughs> for the better part of really since the pandemic started we've seen him on tv weekly get squashed why should i care in any capacity about a guy that's getting his ass kicked on the two other weekly shows why should i care like this also, is cameron problem. grimes is a bad gimmick it's a bad well, gimmick that segment gets a D minus from Ace. <laughs> it's an F. Buddy, I, I, dude, here's the thing. Cameron Grimes, pretty good wrestler, I thought. But man, that wrestler. gimmick blows. You right up there with Cousin Steve. Right up there, dude. I'm going to wear a generic brown vest. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Good for you, dude. You don't want to get over. I get it. <laughs> well, Cameron Grimes is uh he's he's from North Carolina too, right? Like he's a prodigy of the Hardy Boys, the Hardy Brothers, man. Like 
He's got so much to give. <laughs> He's a great wrestler, man, but that is just... <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> night, Mike, he had a line about times are changing around here. It's grime time. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I actually like no. that. If, he's, no. if he goes around saying it's grime time before every match, I'm in. <laughs> if he says that before every match, I'm in. World champion. That's it's Bo time Dallas. for grime time. That is Bo Dallas, Bo <laughs> Leave levels of bad. Right Bo, Bo Dallas teams up with him and they become grime time. It's like crime time, but it's grime time. <laughs> Oh, that is not something I would watch. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. You want to see that car wreck? No, I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the, it's a car wreck. That's exactly. I'll reserve that. you a seat. Oh, I know <laughs> you're showing up right at midnight. Sure. Yeah, I'll show up as soon as you support Austin Theory. <laughs> That's never going to happen. There you go. Well, then it's also never going to happen that I uh, get on board with that proposition about <laughs> grime time. <laughs> That's the worst thing you've said this whole time. Everyone tweet at Crumblemania, grime time for life, if you like it. Oh, no. Zero tweets. If we get one tweet, I win. We haven't gotten anything on Survivor. I'm a little upset about that. Where's my Survivor maniacs out there? Hit us up at Crumblemania. We we, We do wrestling, but we don't mind covering a little Survivor. Hey man, you gotta expand your horizons a little bit. Can't That'd be so funny if, like, all of a sudden, next episode we just did Survivor, and then we went back to wrestling, like nothing happened. <laughs> See if the listeners are paying attention. Dude, that I went on Halloween or some shit. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> let's see the, the show. I'll talk a little bit because we got one last segment here. Um, the main event: uh, Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole for the NXT title. Um. We have a, pa- a package before the match about uh, um, all, everything Velveteen Dreams done before uh, before the match to get or to get this match. Basically, sorry. Um, we also get confirmation that uh, there's going to be a match between Finn Balor and Grime Time himself, uh, Cameron Grimes. Uh, next, grimy, week. grimy, <laughs> like Frank. <laughs> That's what we should start calling him, Grimy. <laughs> I know Spencer's down. Spencer's never going to stop calling him Grimy. He's going to go out of his way to call him Grimy for the rest of this podcast. Grimey. He just, I don't know, he just kind of, and he, I know this sounds weird, but does he, does he look like Joey Janela at all to you? Like, do you get a little he bit of that? He looks like a, an action figure from 1975. <laughs> his gear's uh, a little dated, there's no doubt. I mean... Remember what... what, what it's is- like when I have no time to create a wrestler. I'm like, oh, shoot, here we go on WWE. Like, there's, it's one thing if you're trying to, like, use a gimmick and stuff like that, but this is... I don't know. I think they should just let him be himself and not use a weird-looking... talk. And if he wears that stuff in real life, fair enough. It looks like crap on television. Like, just... just <laughs> he wears that in real life, buddy. That guy's the most single dude who ever lived. Holy! We just found the first virgin pro wrestler. That's what it is. Oh, let's not take shots here, man. That's that's not necessary. This podcast isn't about insulting. He's probably not, dude. He's probably not. Who knows, man? Maybe he's not. Okay, whatever. (laughs) We're back up. We're back talking about grabs. There's one segment left. Get to it. (laughs) Oh boy. Well, anyway. 
we have uh, we have the match uh, Adam Cole Velveteen Dream for the title. Uh, there's lots of jawing back and forth at this match. Like there's parts where Adam Cole's telling Velveteen Dream he's that nobody should stay down, but Velveteen keeps fighting to his feet um, and go back and forth. Like they each guy gets some pretty big moves. There's some there's some near falls for two, um, everything like that, uh, and then. Um, Dream, uh, Dream gets a, a hits a super kick on him, um, but uh, then Roger Strong and Bobby Fish start coming to the ring. While chaos ensues on the floor, Velveteen Dream of the top rope wipes out UE members, and now has his focus back on Adam Cole. But uh, all of a sudden, out from under the ring crawls Dexter Loomis. Yes, uh, Dexter oh, Loomis. Oh man, Mike, I have notes. I made podcast show yes. notes. We're going to have a, a vibrant discussion on Dexter Loomis in about two minutes, gentlemen. Because um, he comes out from under the ring and cuts them off. But instead of stopping them, he interferes with, or he hits the ref um, when he comes to check what's happening. So uh, Dream hits a purple rainmaker with the ref down, counts his own three, revived, revives the ref. Um, but uh, he turns in, he comes back, uh, ref doesn't count it in time, of course, uh, comes back, eats a super kick, and the last shot um, with the ref officially revived again. Um, and Adam Cole is your retaining uh, NXT champion, um, and that's, that's how we finish the show. Um, anyway, our rousing debate on Dexter Loomish begins uh, now, I believe. Yes, Ace, do you want to take the floor first, or should I? Oh, you go ahead. I I have just I wrote some notes of things I think of Dexter Loomis. So you get your thoughts out there. All right. So I already know just right off the hop that whatever Ace has here is just gonna be funny jokes and like things that are gonna make people laugh, not very serious and stuff like that. So uh, that's fine. That's the route you're gonna take here. But I just want the people. That's about his gimmick. You know what? That's that's what I, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. But I just want the people to know. I want the listeners to know about the potential with Dexter Loomis, okay? This guy's got some cool entrance music and his eyes, man, it's all in the eyes. Like Loomis, you know, it gives you that sort of like vibe of like, sort of like the glasses. Diana, I gotta ask you a question here. Loomis, like, I'm not, there's like something where Loom is like related to the eyes, right? I, I, oh, fuck. Okay, well, maybe I'm just too big, but I felt- Our producer Diana does not know. Uh, anyways, it's just like it's in his eyes, okay? Like in the entrance and the way he acts. And there's this funny thing he did in Evolve where he poured an entire thing of like juice. I don't know what it was. It was a red drink all over his face and hair and just stood there in, into the camera just with his eyes, just stared down the camera. He's supposed to be a creep, you know? He's supposed to be this weird dude, man. Like this, this you just don't know what he's going to do next. Almost kind of similar to Velveteen Dream. Just this kind of like out there, you know, not normal type of dude, you know, very, very much like a guy that like can't be duplicated. I like how his, I'm funny, I'm saying can't be, du- can't be duplicated, but even with his entrance, it's kind of like what Dream does where he like slides forward to the edge of the, to the edge of the, uh, the ring ropes from one side to the other, man. He's like, it's like a snake. I don't know, dude. And he's got a good look. Like he's got a good physique. He's got experience in the NWA. So, I don't know, man. I like Dexter Loomis, and it's clear they're giving him a big push here right towards the top of the card. So, yeah, I'm on board, man. I'm on board this Dexter Loomis train. Choo-choo. All right, Ace, you can start insulting him now. Dude, that was the hottest take I've ever heard, Mike. I don't think anyone out there agrees with it. 
I'm just kidding. I'm sure plenty do. But here is my counterpoint. Are you ready for this? <clears throat> Dexter Loomis looks more like a villain on Arrow than a wrestler. That is a fact. <laughs> Dexter Loomis looks like Ned Flanders without the glasses or shirt. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> Dexter, Lo Dexter Loomis looks like he smokes clove cigarettes. <laughs> that is a fact. In a world of strange characters portrayed by people, he does not match his own character the most. I enjoyed when he helped Velveteen Dream, but this man has, has no character. He's not anything. It's nothing. Maybe that is it, but I, I just don't get it. But it's just, uh, it's nothing. It's not even a thing. Like, how am I supposed to care about it? It's the <laughs> eyes, man. I'm telling you. It's the oh, eyes. and my final thing was, Dexter Loomis is a future world champion in Impact Wrestling. He's already been in TNA, dude. He wrestled there as Sam Shaw. He's going back for that world title, baby. That's the other thing, man. Like, you got to watch his previous <laughs> stuff. Like, this is very similar. You don't have to. The minors don't matter, like Spencer said. You could be a well, great it, minor league player. If you can't do it in the big-time show, you can't do it. it I'm going to strongly disagree with you on this. I feel like the gimmick he's carrying right now in NXT is the exact same thing, essentially, as what he did at TNA. It's this creepy stalker type of thing. Like, it's very similar. I don't think he does it well. He doesn't even look creepy to me. That, he doesn't creep you. His music, his like, his picture. No, his look comes out. He looks like he wants to be <laughs> in the downtown heart of the city having a cappuccino. Ah, oh, dude. that's Smoking a, a close cigarette. Dude, he doesn't even look the least bit intimidating. He's got that cut haircut. He looks like he'd be named Hoity Toity. His tight <laughs> pants. Like, come on. He does, he does need to change his pants. I mean, I agree with you there. He needs better looking gear. I'm not <laughs> discussing him in the ring, Mike. He might be a great wrestler. I, you know, I even liked, like I said, I liked when he showed up to help him. I was like, that's fun. That's a fun character. But I looked at him and I just kept thinking, this doesn't match this guy. This guy's not this. This isn't the thing. It's like, it feels like when Adam Rose was a thing, you're like, this guy's not Adam Rose. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't really think I would make that comparison, but I see where you're coming from. Oh, you bought, you're all in, buddy. But if you're, hey, at least you're one out of three insiders in. You got hey, one man. in, then. If and anybody that's all thinks, If anyone thinks Dexter Loomis has some potential, then hit us up at Crendelmania. And if you disagree, hit us up as well. We don't really care. One way or the other. If you have no opinion, don't hit us up on it, I guess. Yeah, but still hit us up if you have an opinion on something else in the world of wrestling. If, you, if you have an opinion on anything, hit us up. We don't care yeah. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we we want any we and just all love of the that. social media action, man. We're trying to get to ten thousand followers. <laughs> Good. Get, it's a lofty goal. Every day we can do it, man. If a Kenny for your thoughts did it, we can do it because we're insiders. We are insiders. That's correct. Well, I mean, that sounded like a sick NXT show, and like Ace said, it's frustrating that we can't watch it live because there is no channel for it here. But looking forward to catching it on the network tomorrow. We're going to uh, pivot now to AEW, and I'm going to go pretty quick because obviously we – partially my fault most of the time. We spend a lot of time on, on uh, things where uh, 
there's like a long subject matter in ter- like some of the parts we just talked about in a- NXT, like the main event uh, and Dexter Loomis. So AEW, Cody versus Janela to start things off. And it was a fine match. I, I tweeted out that like Joey Janela doesn't do anything for me in the ring. I know he's improved. I-, I just can't really get behind him in the ring, but he's got a really unique look and like he's very charismatic and he also is a deathmatch superstar. So he's going to have sort of that presence around him and be a notable name regardless. Uh, Cody won this match, and it made sense. He's building towards the pay-per-view against my boy, Lance Archer, for the TNT title. There's the first of a few different Nightmare Family segments in this show. Next up, we have a package on the AEW Women's Division. What do you guys think of the AEW Women's Division right now? I think it's improved with uh, Nyla Rose as champion, but still has a, a mm-hmm. lot of work. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's it seems okay. Like I'm I think sorry. Their title's too small. Their title's yeah, weird. They're too I small. I felt it was small on that. On um, um, oh god, I can't remember her name Riho? now. Riho. Yeah, I thought it looked small on her, and she's a very small woman. So I thought that was weird. So it's even weirder on someone like Nyla Rose, who's not a small woman. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with that. It, it looks super out of place on someone the size of Nyla Rose. I don't understand why they went with that look for the title. I mean, it, it looks kinda, weird. Yeah, it looks yeah. a little similar to the uh, NWA women's title in size, but even a little smaller. Yeah, considering how great the AEW world title looks, like you could have thought they, they spend all their belt money oh, on that. Oh, yeah, man. Their world title is sick. Big platinum. Oh, it's, it's, Big plat. it's, it's fantastic. And the tag titles look dope, too. I actually almost like them more than I like the world title. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually pumped to see what the TNT championship looks like. Should be pretty dope. Next just up, the we, TNT. Just the TNT logo. They could do that if they want. But Next up, we have Nyla Rose versus Kenzie Page in a squash match win for Rose. Yeah, nothing more to say there. MJF How did Adam MJF, Page feel about his wife losing? She's 18 years old, so uh, he has no comment. Oh, that's not his wife. wife. (laughs) Yeah, no, let's not do that one. (laughs) She's Louise. Okay, move on. Moving on. on. (laughs) MGF vignette. Uh, uh, He says he's back next week, and he's also in the crowd for this show. And, uh, yeah, MGF's been pretty entertaining just doing these fake injury things with a hangnail and, like, his cutting himself himself shaving. It's a fun way to keep him on TV without being, in, in, like, present in the building. So I like that from AEW, how they've been able to keep people on television without having to have them wrestle and, like, have squash matches and stuff like that. It's been interesting. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like, what, Spence, what do you think about, like, AEW in terms of their production and what they've done with their vignettes, like, their segments uh, from some of the wrestlers? I like it. Like, it's, it's, it's well done. Like, they, I think they've nailed the, um, the empty arena stuff uh, um, a lot better than a, uh, WWE has uh, in a lot of ways, for sure. Because uh, MJF tonight, like, he's great. Uh, on like anytime he shows up, it's pretty fun. MJF's a pretty fun guy to be on uh, to be on camera, especially tonight when he's uh, in the building because he can interact with what's going on on in the in the ring. And he was he gets in, uh, he starts yelling at stuff later on in the show, and we'll get to that, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought I I like MJF and I like AEW. Like I I I watched parts of this show. I didn't watch all of it. I was uh, doing a couple other things while it was on. So, um, but I definitely caught. Uh, cut the the big uh moxley segment so uh, we'll get there eventually of course but uh, uh yeah that's my thought 
Yeah, I just quickly on the arena. So I should have mentioned this at the start, so my bad, but AEW was back in Daly's place for this show and it was live. Uh, they're going back and forth between the live and the tape, the thing as we get closer to uh, the pay-per-view at the end of this month, double or nothing. But I really like them being back in Daly's place. They had the fireworks. They had the they had it done well with the crowd too, where the noise was was audible and it worked. Aesthetically, I would say it's the best um, empty arena show so far of uh, either company. Uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, I think Spencer, you mentioned. Oh, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really don't think it's close right now. Like Ron SmackDown looked pretty, pretty, pretty bland, and the screaming from the wrestlers on Ron SmackDown. Dude, NXT did the women. worst thing <laughs> with the smoke match. Holy, that was bad. Oh, oh the big Gargano one. You mean? Yeah, I hated that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that one, like a lot of their matches historically, it just was too long. Yeah, that's fair. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Sean Spears promo. He criticizes Cody for thinking he can alone carry the Rhodes legacy and for being a bad brother and not throwing in the towel when Dustin was losing to Archer and uh, fading quickly. I, I don't know. I didn't like this. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with Sean Spears right now. I know they're trying to build him up a little bit, uh, which is fine. But they also said he also said he was looking for a tag team partner like a while ago. I don't know if they're still doing that. I'm just a little confused with what they're doing with him. It seems like they're they're going in two different directions. Maybe he's going to team up with MGF, and I'm just missing the point here. But uh, I like Sean Spears. Um, I just yeah, I want a little. I'd like a little bit more clarity with what they're doing with his character. Next up, Jungle. Oh, actually, there's an announcement for another match at Double or Nothing. Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus MJF. That's going to be a good match. Looking forward to that. We haven't seen Jungle Boy since the pandemic. I'm excited to see him back. He's every time he's in there, he's just got that. Like, like we talked about, we talked about this on the podcast uh, way a couple of days ago uh, with uh, uh, Umberto Carrillo about fa- uh, face character and how like a face character is supposed to garner sympathy from the crowd, from us, from the, from the viewer. Um, you know, they're getting the shit kicked out of them or they're losing. You want them to come back. You want them to win. Uh, and you have an investment in them to win the match. That's what a face character is, is supposed to do a lot of the time or most of the time. Uh, you know, there's antiheroes too. But in order to sort of like have that support from the crowd, uh, you know, they need to have a little bit of that presence. Jungle Boy has that. You know, when I watch Jungle Boy wrestle, you know, even when he wrestled Chris Jericho for the title and it went to 10 minutes, the, perfect match uh but he has that support from me the, f- the viewer and i'm not sure if you guys feel this way too uh but you know i want him to win like when he's losing and he's getting beat down he's not the biggest guy i want him to get back in there and win and he's just got that yeah, he's just got that presence he's got that look too about him uh i don't know what do you guys think about jungle boy yeah, he's cool he's just a, he's a fun little guy to watch so far i don't really have that many strong opinions on him i'm like oh jungle boy cool if you yeah, have time thoughts Sorry, Spencer. The same? Uh, I I was just going to add one thing that I really liked uh, about uh, MJF's reaction when he found out about this uh, this match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so funny. Yeah, it was a huge spit take, and uh, and he's like, I didn't sign off on this. And Cody Khan's like, "Uh, yeah, too bad. It's official. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That was good. That was yeah. awesome, yeah. I, I, Ace, if you have time, or you, and Spencer too, I would suggest going back and watching some of Jungle Boy's batches from PWG. Uh, they're pretty good. I think you'd like them if you went back and watched. PWG, uh, I don't like the camera style, man. Yeah, and, well, I mean, it's not supposed to be like grandiose. It's like the point of PWG is that it's like sort of like bare bones. it annoys me. It's like, you know when you're watching if you're playing a video game for a long time and then they release a new version and they change the camera angle and you're like, Oh fuck you. I want the old one. (laughs) 
Yeah, I can see that's that. Like, that's like it. The only thing I only ever have against AEW setup is I, I just think WWE's got like one of the best lighting teams in all of live shows. I would agree. I mean, there's no disputing that. I mean, WWE's been in the game for such a long time that... Yeah, man. Their lighting team is incredible. And it's like, of course, yeah, like you said, of course they are. It just makes sense. So, anyway, that's it. That's yeah, just me true. being nitpicky. Continue. <laughs> true that, true that. Moving on, we got Kaz in a rare singles match. Uh, taking on John Moxley, obviously Mox wins. Um, I'll get to the uh, beatdown afterwards, but just quickly, there uh, there was a lot of talk on commentary in this match regarding SCU as singles competitors. So I think they're going to be moving towards pushing SCU all individually. Uh, you got to think that uh, the Revolt now, as they're known, uh, formerly the Revival, is coming into the tag division pretty soon. And I would not be surprised if Kurt Hawkins, excuse me, if. Uh, uh, Matt Cardona and uh, uh, Brian Myers, who are Aces boys, I wouldn't be surprised if they also signed with AEW. So the tag division is getting a little log jam there, and also Hangman Page is not TV. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they split up SCU for a little bit and let them go on singles, you know, have their own single storylines. Uh, There's a couple weeks of Scorpio Sky vignettes, and now we see Kaz in a singles match, and Excalibur was really hyping him up as a singles wrestler. Uh, he's also been, like a lot of his career was as a singles wrestler, which is also another thing that... Excalibur said. And then on top of that as well, uh, Christopher Daniels had that small feud going on with the Dark Order, and he's going to have a singles match next week uh, with Brody Lee. So uh, all of that is going on for them as singles wrestlers. Uh, so that's exciting to see from SCU. But the story of this was really afterwards. Dark Order attacks uh, John Moxley, uh, including their newest recruit, 10. Uh, and then Brody Lee cut a really... I'm interested to like hear if you guys... I don't know if you guys cut saw this promo. But Brody Lee cut a really long promo. I felt it went a little too long. And he kept walking up to the AEW title and then walking back to Moxley, like probably at least two or three different times. And I don't know why he didn't just pick up the AEW world title like right away, like commandingly basically, and then just walk off. Because right after this, it's announced um, by JR, I think, that um, he stole the title, like the AEW world title is in possession of Brody Lee. So if that's the case, I, I feel like he should have just went up and grabbed the title right away uh, and, and taken it. But anyway, Mox got up and used like five words. He was like down. He's down for that match. So that's happening at Revolution. Um, yeah, I don't know. Brody Lee has been good so far, but I didn't like this promo. Uh, I don't know what you guys. I've not like. been crazy about Brody Lee so far. <laughs> okay, I can see that. I can see that. I can I, see both. I, I just like. I feel like we're looking at it with rose tint glasses. We're like, he's finally free, and I'm like, this isn't good. Who are we all kidding? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't like part? the dark order. Like that new guy, even like, it still doesn't do enough for me, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It sucks. yeah. I don't know what they're doing with uh, some of the. I don't. I don't think those puns are necessary and all that other stuff. Like to Vince, like I, I don't get it. I really I don't. don't. I, like I feel bad because I was calling them out so much in, at the start of the podcast, and now it's just like, oh, yep, it's we're still doing that, and I just feel bad now. Yeah, Spencer, what do you think about Brody Lee so far in AEW? Um, I thought parts of his promo were good, but I, you were right, it was a little long. Um. I thought him, I didn't know or hear that he had stolen the, the title backstage or whatever. I didn't know about that part. So I, I thought him like treating the title like he hadn't earned it so he couldn't touch it yet kind of thing. Um, I thought that was kind of an interest. I thought that's, that's how I interpreted it, I guess. Um, but uh, if he then stole it backstage, that's completely wrong. So uh, I have no idea what to think now. Um, but uh, yeah, so far he's just been okay. Like I thought he would be better. 
but uh, doing too many Vince jokes is getting a little wearing, I think, on most people. Like, yeah, meh. He's a type of guy. I mean, we talked about this in on Raw when we were talking a little bit about, sorry, on Smack uh, with SmackDown. We were talking about Otis and how he's a guy that really benefits from the crowd. Like the crowd reactions are a huge part of why Otis is so over because because uh, of that. And so he's affected by these empty arena shows. And I think Mr. Brody is also affected by the empty arenas because he debuted to empty to an empty arena. And I just I'm curious to know what the fans' reaction to Mr. Brody would be right now. Like I don't know if they would be booing him. I think he would probably have legit heat, but like because there's no heat right now with no crowd, like I'm just I don't really hard to form an opinion on on Brody Lee because we don't really know even as fans like what what they think of him too much. So it's it's tough. I don't know. The match will be good, I think, at the pay-per-view, double or nothing. That should be a good match. Then we had Brandy with a vignette talking about Jake the Snake Roberts and Lance Archer. It was sort of um, foreshadowing for the next match. Uh, but yeah, just quickly there from Brandy, keeping that storyline going with the Nightmare family. And then QT Marshall faced Lance Archer. A dominant win for Archer. QT got a little bit of offense in, but another basically a, a bully beatdown for my boy Archer here. Uh, but the story, the talking point was really after the match. So Jake the Snake comes in with the snake. Uh, and uh, Britt Baker hit. Uh, Brandy with a shoe in the head and like they were attacked and she uh, attacked her after Brandy was lying in the ring and then Jake the snake put the snake on her and like like kind of humped her in a pelvis mo like in like a sexual motion I, I didn't like that I thought it was really I think he humped I thought he just like went over top of her and was weird oh, okay maybe it wasn't a hump I just didn't like the position he was in I, I felt a little it was weird uh, you were right I also felt uncomfortable but I was like that's weird yeah, it was very strange. I, I mean, the snake is one thing, but I, I thought that was almost taking it too far. It's a little weird. I did like Archer's gear. He's been wearing the same gear every week, dude. I just I didn't notice the snakes on them that much. I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's got nobody looks like Lance. I mean, come on. There's no wrestler in the industry Dude, right here's now. the thing about Lance Archer. When he first walked out, I was like, I don't know. But he does his stuff so well that I'm just like, yep, he's great. I don't even, I'm not even crazy about it. Like, my only thing I don't really like is entrance music, but man, he's so good. Oh, he's great. He's great, dude. He's great. Yeah, his finisher, the blackout, man. It's such a cool move. Like, all of it. Dude, his look, like, now that I get it, I'm like, oh, even his look is awesome. I'm like, his look's sweet. Jake Roberts is sweet. It's all awesome. Man, I literally bust out laughing when he punched that guy in the face in his entrance to the ring. I was like, that's what he does that's every time. Sweet. That's amazing. Like, he just punches someone in the crowd. For no reason, just because he's angry and he just doesn't care. It's, um, it's awesome. I was like, "That's amazing!" That's cool. I he's laughed hard. So, yeah, he did that. In, he he did that in New Japan too, where he would just walk through the crowd there. Because in Japan, like if you're a heel, um, I mean, and you don't, it's easy to be a heel in Japan when you don't speak the the language. But he just got over even more as a heel by literally just walking through the crowd and punching people in the faces. It's he so just funny. feels so fresh and like so well, like a well-oiled machine. Thing. It's just like he's great. Oh yeah. Yeah, I gotta love it. Um, so yeah, that was interesting, and obviously it's just leading into the TNT Championship match between Cody and uh, Archer at the pay per view. Uh, so next up, we had Taz offering to help out Darby Allen. Darby didn't want the help; he just left. I want to see that. I'd like to see Taz and Darby Allen. That's a unique combo right there, and it gives. I could Darby. dig that. That's fresh. Whoa, whoa! Maybe he'd say, "Darby, stop dressing like that. Stop dressing like that." <laughs> Get a couple wins. Dude, I'm into that. Let's see what happens. Maybe it does change. Maybe it changes some things and I can get behind it, Mike. This could be good. You're right. 
Yeah, man, they're building a lot of really cool stuff right now on AEW. People forget this. Like this company hasn't been around that long. Like give them time, even more. Now, time there's a couple months there where it was not great, but they yeah, they got but, it together. Yeah, I mean, but you know what the thing is when when it's a promotion like AEW that's doing it for the well, it's hard to say for the right reasons because they're still doing shows amidst the pandemic. But um, True. you know, there you have to remember not, that it's not Vince McMahon though. Okay, like that's really what it's like. That's what the comparison is at the end of the day. Tony Khan and Vince McMahon is really the comparison mm-hmm. you're making. And I'm going to take Tony Khan. <laughs> I don't know about you. About you what? Who's me? a better person? Yeah, which one would you prefer, Tony Khan or Vince McMahon? Like, as a human being? Yes. Why is that even a question? Of course it's Tony Khan. Exactly. So I, I just have <laughs> Why a would anyone pick Vince McMahon? I don't understand that. Well, I'm just I'm trying to provide a point that it's just like, if you had to lean towards one or the other, I'm going to lean towards AEW because their owner is oh, a nice yeah. guy. It's always just about uh, the employees, which is sadly the truth. Yeah, I mean, you like to support wrestlers in WWE, which I Mm -hmm. try to do that. We do. That's why we watch the show. But we're not supporting Vince. It's not about that. It's about the wrestlers. No, I don't think anyone does. I don't think anyone's like, yeah, Vince. Mm -hmm. Not not, not right now, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, AEW Championship ladder match at Double or Nothing as well. I'm pumped for that. I think probably like six people in the match, I'm guessing. It's basically, it's just a Money in the Bank ladder match, essentially, is what it's going to be like. Funny timing with, uh, you know, obviously when Money in the Bank is coming up here this Sunday. So I, I can't wait for that. Um, I think Darby Allen's going to win. I think him and Sammy are going to be in that match, and they're going to steal it uh, with some sick maneuvers. Uh, Kenny could be in there because uh, Hangman is currently not wrestling due to the pandemic. Uh, and I don't know who else could be in that match. Like, I think they're probably teasing Jericho and Hardy for a match. Who do you guys want to win that co- many of that sort of uh, contract uh, ladder match for number one contender's position? Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Orange Cassidy, yes. Everyone's just that laid would be out. So hype, dude. And he just walks slowly up and just takes it and leaves. Yeah, and just wins the Basically, title. He doesn't the have match, to do anything. Like... The champion's just gassed. He just has to go there and cash in and then leave. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can get behind it. I can get behind it. <laughs> oh, I can just see it happening. behind just, it, like, too. with the hands wild. in the pockets. Everyone's dead on the outside after like a coffin drop and it's yeah, or something and like through like, table. And he just cashes in and then covers. <laughs> oh yeah, sign me up. And then he'd actually wrestle after his uh, after he has the title because he's got to make it legit. He'll actually try. Wait, mm. no. So hold on, hold on. Let's just clarify one thing. This ladder match is for the number one contendership for the title. Okay. Yeah, number one contender for the title. Okay. Oh. oh, it's not like Money in the Bank? It's just like number one contender? Uh, as far as I know, it's just number one contender, yeah. So just a contract to become the next number one contender. Because think about this. Like, AEW doesn't have a monthly pay-per-view, right? They have a pay-per-view every four months. So that contract would be a pay for the match in, like, probably four months down the line. Right. Three months or whatever. Um, right, so, yeah, because right. they only have their four pay-per-views. They can't really do the... I mean, they could do the, the Money in the Bank stipulation, but... Um, I don't think, like, if you think about it, Jericho created the Money in the Bank ladder match, right? So who's mm-hmm. to say, who's not to say Jericho's not going to come up with something else for them that's similar to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Very good point. Um, no, I'm excited for it either way. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't, like, whoever pulled down the thing was the champion or it was the title. It was a contendership. Oh, yeah. It's number a one contender. Uh, I don't know. Because I was yeah, pretty sure Brody Lee, Brody Lee got, uh, got a match. Uh, uh, Chuck yeah, T. 
Fudge it. I'm picking Chucky T. Picking Chucky. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, so just to confirm, like it's Brody Lee versus Mox for the championship at the pay-per-view of the last uh, Saturday in May, uh, Double or Nothing. And then there's also on that pay-per-view a uh, number one contender's ladder match for the following uh, pay-per-view. Uh, or I guess I'll figure out if it's on pay-per-view or TV. But yeah, whoever wins is just the next number one contender. And honestly, the Double or Nothing card is shaping up pretty well right now. we got Mox versus Brody Lee for the title. Uh, we've also got the TNT Championship match with Cody and... Uh, Lance Archer, uh, and then we also have uh, uh, the MGF versus Jungle Boy. Uh, so those are all pretty sick matches. Uh, those will be dope, and then they'll tease a little bit more on the next show, I'm sure. So something for the women's title. Cool. So yeah, it's all it's all looking pretty solid. And then we have the main event on AEW. And if you haven't seen this, please go watch it. This was super funny. I'm gonna watch it after we're done here. It's Kenny Omega, one half of the tag champs, and Damascus Matt Hardy uh, making his in-ring debut in AEW, taking on Lissex Gods, Chris Jericho, and Sammy G, Sammy Guevara. It's a no DQ match, and I'm loving this man. I've been loving these no DQ matches in AEW. It just switches it up. You just I don't know. It's just entertaining. It's like you can't tune out because there's something going on all the time. Uh, so it's nice to sort of take a break from the technical side a little bit and get this. Uh, so immediately this one brawls to the outside. Everyone's wearing street fight gear, which is dope. Um, this is going all over Daly's place. Beautiful setup to Daly's place, man. I would, I'd love to check out an event there. Uh, Hardy at one point transforms back into uh, V1 original and uh, does uh, the twist of fate, uh, does the side effect, all the vintage mat moves. Uh, and then later on, Damascus comes back out of, out of the ice box which was absolutely hilarious. Uh, and then he draw, he takes a golf cart. He says to the cameraman, because he's Damascus, so it's like the older, you know, it's like the super old version. He goes, I need you to document this. He says this to the camera guy. And it was so funny. Uh, document these events. And so he drives over Jericho in the golf cart. And then Kenny, uh, Kenny and Matt get in, and they drive uh, over Sammy G. And he takes the wildest golf cart bump I have ever seen. This segment is so, this part of the match is so funny. Because you get this, like, funny camera angle where they're coming from a distance in the golf cart and you can just see Sammy running uh, towards the camera and then he just flips when he gets hit. Like a scalded dog. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Sammy oh my got god. Ran over. Oh my god. Uh, eventually uh, the finish came where uh, the big hurt Jake Hager gets involved. Uh, numbers advantage for inner circle. Uh, and they eventually pin uh, Kenny for the win. And then uh, behind the scoreboard, it says Inner Circle and Daly's Place. So, yeah, that was a wild match. Super entertaining. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's hard not to love this match, hey? Yeah, good. It's, it, was very, it was very good. Um, I didn't see all of it because uh, my stream that I was watching it on uh, cut out partway through, and it didn't recover, so I missed the ending. Um, but it was very. I want to go back and watch it for sure. So I'll probably find a way to do that. Oh, it sounds incredible, man! It's great. Like you said, I think I really have been enjoying AEW. Uh, I'm not marking out as hard as Mike, but I'm enjoying it. I love it. But Mike is a record AEW mark, and I like that he wears it with pride. So it's uh, it's good. I like it. This episode seemed great. I. What's the not like? I liked also that they even, I remember at one point, because I did catch like just this little clip where they were like um, talking about that Cody wanted to wrestle because that's how you train for a wrestling match, just to wrestle. You yeah, know, oh, that was great. Comments yeah. and stuff. I love that. I love that stuff. That stuff's great. I'm yeah, here absolutely. for it. 
And I love, I, you know, I've said this before, but I love the gra- the match card graphics for big matches. And I also love their records that are on there. It just makes it feel like a real fight. You know, the, the, and it's just... It's just so much different than WWE, and it's my kind of wrestling. That's why I like it so yeah, much. The only thing I want is their WWE lighting department to go work there. <laughs> That'd be so nice. That's true, man. Nobody's perfect, hey? And everyone's got different No, styles. but I mean, that's just my one tweak. I don't know. I, at least it gives... Here's the thing it does give, in a, in a weird way. It gives it like a kind of roughish charm in a way that I kind of like. Maybe they would yeah. bring in those nice lights, and I wouldn't like it. Maybe I'd be like, I want the original back. Like, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I mean, and we won't know that until you see maybe down the line if they get a bigger, grandiose pre- presentation to it, and then you're like, "Huh, maybe I like the original better." You won't know. Yeah, man. You. I like because I well, sometimes when I'm watching it, I think I like it because it reminds me. Of, it makes me feel like I'm watching more closer to like the '06 era and stuff, and it feels good. But like, still HD. It still looks good and everything. It's just lighting, I guess, is it. That's it. But that's it. So yeah, that was AEW. Uh, it was a like a sad great show this week. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm really pumped for the pay per view. I think it's going to be great. I'm going to buy it. Uh, I'm really excited for that for sure. And we've got Money in the Bank this weekend, this Sunday. So that's going to be amazing as well. So it's, it's going to be an yeah, exciting. Yeah, we get to do our prediction episode. Yeah, coming up this uh, what it'll probably drop Saturday. I'm guessing. Mm. Yeah, Saturday predictions here on the Podski. on the record predictions. Maybe we'll just do predictions because then we could just recap. Uh, Money in the Bank and SmackDown and Raw on Monday. Yeah, sure. That works. Oh, we'll yeah. see what we do. Who cares? Yes. Let's do our social media shout-outs. Social media shout-outs. Sure. Sounds good. So uh, I got a couple of cool ones. There's one that I want to specifically shout-out as hands down being the best tweet we got tonight. I, I, I'm sorry to anybody else that tweeted us, but this takes the cake without a doubt. So I tweeted that I didn't much care for Joey Janela. Like on the pod, I said I didn't much care for Joey Janela as an entering performer, but I liked his look and charisma. And I asked everyone else how they felt about him. So uh, we had someone respond to us, a follower, uh, uh, Ashley G, uh, excuse me, Ashley J, uh, at GroovyAsh88. Uh, and she wrote, love him. I stopped watching wrestling altogether in around 2013, then saw Joey on YouTube about a year ago and started watching all they could find and went to my first live show in like 15 years to meet him. And she tweeted us a picture of her with Joey Janela uh, with his like vintage looking sunglasses. That was badass. That's the tweet of the night for sure. That was really cool. Shout out, yeah. to, shout out to Joey Janela for getting this. Uh, shout out to Ashley for sharing that yeah. with the pod. Really appreciated that. Cool. And uh, really cool story there. Um, it's another another really uh, yeah heartfelt story so that was dope and we appreciated the interaction for, uh, tonight so thanks we always like talking online uh, Ingui Phoenix has been a loyal follower us for us uh, for a long time and she talked a lot tonight uh, as she usually does with us on Twitter uh, one of her comments to us was after Sean Spears I was talking about the Spears promo I didn't really like it she wrote that she felt this promo was more of a reboot for Spears uh, she said the clap in a chair during the entrance part can get a little fast and he hasn't done it in a while. Uh, she said this promo Vera felt really ungimmicky and might lead to a new direction and reboot. So she's curious to see what happens there. And um, yeah, I am also definitely excited to see what happens there. Oh, actually, make, like, that's not true. I'm not super excited to see what happens, but I'm interested to see what they do with Spears, if they can get it together. Uh, so there's definitely uh, definitely some intrigue there. Um, he's, yeah, just- he's just going to be a mid-card guy, Spence. What do you think? I have no thoughts on Sean Spears. Like he's okay. <laughs> what? Whoa, no, hot takes? Like I got no, no, no thoughts. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's just a guy that, that I don't know what he does. Like, I can see why people maybe don't have a strong opinion of Sean Spears. Like, he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't like, he's not like a main event star, but not, every, you know, every company needs those guys that are like solid mid-card talents. And he yeah. seems like that kind of a guy. And he's a big veteran to the younger wrestlers too on the roster. So, and also like him and Cody have been friends for a long time. They wrestled together in WWE. So I feel like there's a bit of that too. Like I feel, you gotta feel like Cody's signing some of these guys under the goodness of his heart too. Cause he has. Oh, that's why Zach Ryder's definitely going over there. Matt Cardona at AEW for sure. Yeah. That's inevitable. They've worked with Chelsea Green before. They're going to work with Matt Cardona. <laughs> And I'm always ready, bro. I'm in. I'm in. I don't think Brian Myers is going there, but I think uh, Matt Cardona is. That's what yeah, my sources tell me. Yeah, my sources tell me that uh, Matt Cardona to AEW is a near inevitability. So we'll see what happens with that. As is the Revival, now known as the Revolt. Those are uh, Ace's boys, but he loves those guys. He loves no. those guys. Ace? No, I don't. <laughs> Even Put Spencer's sharing you with booze. That's how bad they are. I feel like they're we need, terrible. I feel like we got to put something on the line for the pay per view. Like we got to put one thing each on the line. And for you, Ace, my thing for you would be if you lose, you got to watch an hour straight of revival matches. One straight I'm hour. Not, oh my god, I'll watch one match. That's <laughs> the compromise I will make. Okay, fine. And watch one of the, watch pick one, too. Watch one of their NXT matches. They had some great matches in NXT. They had the ladder match that was tremendous. You'd like some of their matches from NXT. I don't think I will. I don't like. I don't even like them as workers. Like you, know, the things I don't like about them are the things you should not like about them. Like I think they're incredibly unprofessional online. Like incredibly. You know what's amazing? I was telling Spencer this is like you know how I know this because I don't even follow them, and I would see their stuff they were throwing up on Twitter, and I was just couldn't take it. I can't take that. I got no time for that. Yeah, fair enough. I, I don't go on Twitter enough to look at other... I don't care what they say on social media because... Oh, man, you would hate it. If they worked with you, you would not want to work with them. They just what do they say? About everything. Like, they just they whine constantly about their booking. Like, constantly. It was That's so annoying, man. It was Who so annoying. They, I don't care. That's unprofessional. They've been trying to get out of their contracts for, like, over a year. Like, well That's over a bad a way to do it. That's not how you do that. That is just low. I don't know. They, I don't think they'll get my respect back after those things they did. I just, they, was, they were just bad. Okay. Well, if you ever saw them face-to-face -face and you said that to their face, I'm sure they'd probably have something logical to say to you. So I would say I wouldn't do that to them. I would literally confidently say to their face, I would not handle my business like that online. I think you guys did that wrong. Hmm. Okay. I gotcha. So what are they going to do? Punch me for that? Like, that's not even that bad. Nope. They wouldn't do that. That would be I very think they would either. I don't know. I don't know anything. Uh, I can't predict anything a man named Cash will do. Or Dax. It's Axe and Smash. That's what the names are based off of. Uh, nope. From Demolition. That's correct. <laughs> uh, nope. It's a no nope right. from me. It's all a no. Nope. Well, as much as Ace Big wants now. to say, it's a humongous yes from Ace. He's just not admitting it. Him and us, uh, the revival and Austin Theory. Dude, the revival are literally. Once they start going to AW, you're gonna regret it. You're gonna regret it. Didn't do anything. They, they, you're I, gonna regret that. <laughs> I don't know. 
I, I, I can I can dig it. They are triple crown WWE tag team champions. Good and man, man. WWE was lucky to get rid of them. Old school tag team, no flips, just fists. That's get boring. It. it was boring then too. It's supposed to be boring. They're a heel tag team. That's the point. That doesn't no, that's not the point. Heel tag teams aren't supposed to be boring. Dude, you're supposed to be Rowan and Harper boring. Well, no, they weren't boring. You're but supposed would... to boo. You're supposed to make me want to boo you. I don't even want to watch the revival. You want to boo because you don't like how they don't jump in the I air. I don't even want to watch them. I don't want to boo them. <laughs> you are the only one who thinks we want to boo them. Like me and Spencer, how, how interested are you in the revival? Would you stick around to boo them? No, I, if, if they were first on the card, I would probably be like, yeah, I can go. I can We'd go be like, going home, buddy. Like We would just wait for the last show. Last like, Man, I watched the Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins, uh, Zach Ryder match of Mania. Holy smokes, that drag. Oh, I couldn't finish it, dude. You couldn't finish it. It wasn't that long. I know. What does that say? I had to fast forward till the end. Yeah, they're, they're just... Like there's just nothing with for them. Like they they they're not exciting. You don't get behind their. And then gimmicks. they just go and just be terrible. Like they're they're like you know how you don't like how Braun makes those comments online, Mike. Like they make comments like that. Like they just complain. They just complain, complain, complain. It's so nasty. It's not really personal attacks, but it's just digs and digs and digs. And I just can't stand that. Yeah, sure. Like, think I mean, about I think about if if someone was doing that. On the on like a sports team you like, like a player, you would not be cool with that. No, I know, I I know. They're just trying to get under their contracts, man. So you said you don't appreciate it. Fair enough. Everybody's entitled. Dude, they're to still them. acting like that, though. I, I don't follow them on social media, dude. I, I don't waste my you don't time. Have to them. people just retweet them? I, I don't do that, man. I'm not online like enough to care. Is what I'm trying to say. Like whatever. Well, then like, you're missing out how bad they are, dude. Like that's not good. Well, how about I have a suggestion? Then, then don't read their stuff online. Like, don't look at it. Just ignore okay, it. Okay, but I'm just not gonna watch them. <laughs> Fair enough. That was a long argument about uh, the revival revolt. I guess now it's gonna take a while to get used to that name. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, thanks everyone for interacting with us again. I don't know if we have any other uh, things we wanted to bring up before we call it a night. We have to do the clapper, clapper, knee slapper. Oh wow! Yeah, your boy's baked. Totally forgot. That's on He's me, just mad at me because I don't like the revival. I'm flustered. <laughs> well, I don't, just, uh, don't worry about it, man. Like, just, I'm not going to like him. Spencer's not going to like him. It's fine. If you like him, that's good. It's good to have a voice that likes them on the pod because I'm sure people do. Yeah, I say, I've said all I'm going to say about this. I think we should move on to social media shout outs. Uh, and if there's any. Uh, we got to do the clap and clap and That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Um, but but if anybody feels strongly about the revolt, hit us up at Crundomania on Twitter or Instagram. And Rasta underscore Rednecks, I know you're listening, and you probably have a passionate uh, feeling about this tag team, whether you like him or hate him. Hit us up. Shoot us a DM or uh, a message and let us know what you think. Well, do you guys want to do your clappers, clappers, and knee slappers? Yeah, Ace, let's start things off with our clapper. Uh, one thing in wrestling, and specifically in AEW, I'm assuming for this episode, uh, that you really liked. The clapper. Uh, and, I mean, I liked most of the show, but I'm going with the main event. It was just so entertaining, no DQ match. Love the golf cart spots, very unique. Uh, Damascus, everything he did was funny. That's my clapper. 
Mine is um, the commentary team back on AEW, you guys. That was my favorite. It was nice to get back the original voices. It kind of was weird without Jericho there, but uh, I did like hearing Excalibur, JR, from what I've seen on it. It just uh, it brought back the normalcy in a weird way. Yeah, I agree. I thought commentary was awesome tonight with everyone back. It's, there's just something different about having Excalibur on there too. Like he just adds a little bit more in terms of the background of the wrestlers that you don't get from like Cody gave more of like a technical breakdown as a color guy and Excalibur, Excalibur as play by play gives more of sort he of gets uh, better and better every episode. Yeah. I got nothing bad to say about Excalibur. He's phenomenal. Spence. Right on. Um, sure. I'll go with my uh, clapper next. Uh, it is the casino ladder match uh, for the contendership. I think that could be really fun. Um, I'm excited to see who's in it. Uh, there's so many ways they can go with it. I really, really am pulling for that Orange Cassidy victory um, just out of nowhere, but, you know, we shall see. Uh, but that's got to be my one, and uh, I also agree with you, uh, Ace Bondaloo, that, uh, that the commentary was great tonight, having JR back, even though He's not always the best with names. I, th- I think it's just good having him back. Agreed. Yeah, he's great. Who wants to intro the next SAG? Uh, sure, I'll go up. Uh, we can do the uh, crapper. The crapper. Uh, the one thing in wrestling um, that is crap. We don't think is great. Uh, anyone want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Uh, I am... Not really enjoying what's going on right now with Mr. Brody Lee. Uh, I just feel like they could improve things a bit. Not hating it, but it's going to be my crap because I didn't like that promo where he was walking around past the belt a bunch of times. Yeah, that made no sense after after he stole it backstage. It's like, we'll just steal it on, on screen. What? Why? Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. Like, I really, I don't, I just don't get what the Dark Order are doing most of the time. Like, their promos, I, <laughs> I just, like, do you know what they're doing? Because I don't know what they're doing. Like, I couldn't even tell you what they're doing. Like, they're supposed to be a cult. I understand that. But now we haven't seen, like, mm-hmm. Stu Grayson on TV. I mean, I know it's because of the pandemic. But it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know where they're going with this. Like, How weird was that one where they were eating dinner? I was like, what was that scene even about? Like, other than, like you said, the whole Vince McMahon thing. I was like, that didn't make any sense. It doesn't get the character over more. It's just a, it's a, it's a bad pun. And it's not something that they need to do. Don't stoop to that level. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't know. Their their promos are weird. It's odd. It's yeah. it's it's done weird so far. I thought it might improve, but it hasn't that much at all, really. Spence, do you want to do your crapper? Sure. I'm just gonna go with Johnny Gargano, um, and Candice oh, LeRae and their whole new. Oh, is that was that yours? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were gonna take the other one. Um. Uh. Or a different one, sorry. But uh, yeah, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Like the, his, both their new gimmicks and names and finishers are just, just so dumb. Like one final beat, like what the hell does that even mean? Like is that, is that because that's, you won that final beat match? Is that just because I'm putting that together right now? That actually makes sense. <laughs> I'm putting that together and it's logical as hell. So maybe... That's but why he's doing it. Still, but Candice LeRae's is, is much worse. It's 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 bad. It's just not good. 
um, the, the whole poison pixie thing and how they're going to, I don't know. I, their, their whole I thought thing, that wasn't her name. I thought you said that wasn't it. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. I think that's, I think that's her nickname and her finisher has a diff- another name. I just don't want to look it up. But it might okay. have very, oh, might be handy. My crapper was Cameron Grimy Grimes with his uh, attire. I really had to look for this. I don't think it's that bad, but I do think it's hokey and funny. Uh, but I guess that's a good thing if on a Wednesday night there wasn't a lot to crap on. It's true. It was tough. Uh, the Wicked Stepsister was the name of was the name of Candice LeRae's new finisher that I couldn't think of before I found oh, it here. Yeah, that's not great. That's not great at all. Not great. <laughs> um, and she now goes by Poison Pixie as a nickname. That is her nickname. So that's... Mm. That's very Candice Lorraine, Johnny Gargano, I'll say. I've never <laughs> been about those two, though. I, I just can't get behind Johnny Gargano. I don't know what it is. I love him as a wrestler, but I, he just doesn't do much for me when it comes to Teddy, there you go. There it is. There's Mike and Ace connecting right there. <laughs> yeah. I feel the exact same way, buddy. <laughs> I'm like, he's a great wrestler, but whenever I see him, I just, it's everything he does. I just go like, I don't know. It's just it doesn't juice me up. Yeah, no, it does nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. Just, when he's on the he mic. just feels very predictable, I guess, everything he does, or it all just seems like his heel work doesn't seem the best at times. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, the mic work for sure. Yeah, he, he just needs a little bit of work on the microphone is all. Mm-hmm. In the ring, you can't, like, be a, you can't expect to be like a heel and, uh, and like just uh, – come up with that music <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't work it's like christian with the female music that's what i said man like yeah, yeah. it don't work it's, it's the exact same yeah, uh, yeah. my crapper is actually going uh, sorry my knee slapper is going to be the oh, we gotta, no uh, what am i doing intro it <laughs> what am i doing guys i'm Get a little ahead of yourself it's all right <laughs> Uh, Do you want to intro it? Ace, it's your turn. For what? To intro it. Oh, okay. Our next segment is the knee slapper. (laughs) The knee slapper. (laughs) The one thing in wrestling that we found hilarious tonight. Um, I can go first. Mine was um, when Chris Jericho and Pineapple Pete were facing off. I think I messaged the group chat saying, give me Jericho versus Pineapple Pete, or I, 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 I'm so ready for that match. I don't know why I want to see it so bad, but I want to see that match. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. It wouldn't be like serious. It would just be like a quick AEW match, but I just think it's just a silly little side feud, and uh, Jericho's going to just... like he, I don't know how he made that a thing, Jericho versus Pineapple Pete, but it's slowly becoming a thing. <laughs> Jericho gets anything over he wants, he can get over. It's Chris Jericho. <laughs> like, man, don't you want to see Shook D take on Chris Jericho? And he'll be like, I hate you, Pineapple Pete. <laughs> it would be so stupid. <laughs> it's true. It would be fantastic wrestling. Must watch. It'd be good. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you want to go next? Yeah, uh, my uh, knee slapper for this week is going to be our discussion around uh, my boy and Ace's boy. No doubt it's Ace's boy here. 
uh, Dexter Loomis. I, uh, I just really enjoyed the conversation we had surrounding him tonight. And uh, I mean, he's going to be my knee slapper this week. He'll be my clapper another week if he continues at this uh, tremendous pace with uh, looking creepy and acting weird and performing in the ring. Uh, so yes, Dexter Loomis, uh, better believe it, Ace. That's fine. My knee slapper is the Rhea and <laughs> Io Shirai segment. Uh, I was like, what even is this? Uh, why would you be mad? Like, I don't know. She came and helped, and they're, now they're fighting. And I'm just like, well, that, I felt like they could have brought Rhea back better. So it was knee-slappingly, like, not good, I guess. But uh, sometimes that is the way the knee-slapper goes. Like, when I saw it, I just kind of chuckled. Fair enough. Um, I'll give you know my, what I mean? Like, don't you guys agree that, that I was just like, they could have done a way better return than that? Probably. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't have a comment. Oh. Didn't sound great. Um, and I guess if you want a really funny one, I would do MJF's reaction to his match. That was funny. That was um, awesome, yes. I'm going to pick for my knee slapper the Lance Archer punch to the face of that random guy in the crowd. Not sure who it was. Um, sold it very well, but uh, just the fact he walked up and was just like, punch, yes, in-ring fight. It was great. So I laughed. I laughed. I literally, like, bust out laughing when I saw that. Yeah, I, I love that. Every time he does it, it's funny. It's so unique. No one else is doing that. Just immediately it creates a difference with him compared to any He's other. He's great, wrestler. man. I can't wait to see what happens when he has a live craft. They plant someone in there for that. That'd be sweet, dude. I think he literally would just push uh, fans away. Like, I'm not even kidding. That's dope, man. Like, obviously, like, at a safe level, but... <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I'd be fine with it, dude. He could, put, he could push me and I'd twist my ankle. I'm not doing anything. I don't care. <laughs> but that was on me. I got too excited for the push. That was on me. <laughs> for sure. I don't know. Yeah, Lance Archer's the man. You're not going to hear anything otherwise from me, that's for sure. Um, now we talk about what we had for this night. Um, I had the Riff Subway Scientist, and it was just okay. Why, why just okay? I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad that I, me and you got in such heated ri revival talk. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I bothered you. And I was like, it was the riff. I don't care, It was the crun I had. It was I, the I don't, crun. We, I don't think we were arguing that bad about it, to be honest. If I sounded upset, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I was just trying okay. to get a rib. Well, I'm sorry if I did bother you. I don't care. This is going to be called Insider Apologizes on show. <laughs> episode 13. What names you come up with? It was just like the last podcast. Spencer was like, when uh, people get too fired up about it, they're dinks. And I was like, he's right. And then I went and did it, I guess. So. Okay, well, I accept your apology if that's what you're looking for. Okay. Anyways, what did you have, Mike? Yeah, I had some more. Sh uh, oh, no, I'm so geeked. I forgot what I had. I had edibles tonight. Uh, They're pretty solid. Uh, I don't remember the brand name right now, so there's uh, going to be no plug for me tonight. But uh, I had. Sounds some great. 
Oh, I don't remember what brand they were. They were. Uh, I know, the, but they sound amazing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dude, you forgot where we were good. about four times, so they sound great. <laughs> they sound like they're amazing, dude. <laughs> I got so lost a few times on the pod. It's all good. <laughs> I'm just drifting in and out. Like the pe- the, the, pe- the pe- uh, pandemic's starting to get to me, so I'm I'm just uh, just getting a little loopy, you know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> For sure. As for myself, I um, I smoked tonight uh, Spinach Farms Rockstar Kush again. It's one of my personal favorites. Um, I had it a few times throughout the pod tonight. My God, it's good. I am very, very high. And, yeah, and definitely going to munch out after we uh, stop this pod. The Munchnado. He's a Munchnado, yep. There's, there's some cereal in that cupboard that's going to be eat. Good, because I got a dry mouth. <laughs> Drink that beer. Or, uh, follow us at Crumblemania. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? No, uh, no not really. Uh, appreciate the, the interaction as we always do on social media. And yeah, again, if you want to talk to us, always feel free at Crumblemania. Mania.